I'm Debbie Mahilam, mom of four, Air Force vet turned passionate spiritual entrepreneur. And it wasn't all that long ago that I not only lacked the confidence, but the tools and understanding of how to manifest a limitless life. As an ICF accredited certified coach, I created Dear Debbie Dream Daringly to inspire, guide, and support you on the path to manifest your incomparable life. The universe absolutely led you here for a reason. So, if you want a life you love from the depths of your soul, create a life that makes an impact and live your daring dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. I've got you covered. Let's welcome what is the highest good for all and get started. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Debbie Dream Daringly. And today we are talking about raising our vibration. I got to tell you, the universe never jokes around. You know, earlier today, I was hit with some really bad news. <laughs> I think it's ironic, but not that today's episode was all about raising our vibration because when I was hit with that, dude, I gotta tell you, my vibration spun down the radio dial down to the lowest setting on the FM spectrum. And I was like, you know what? I am gonna take some of my own advice. So what I did is I grabbed Jazzy, my little multi-boo, and it's gorgeous outside. And finally, I was like, yeah, let's go outside, Jazz. And we took a nice long walk. And to amp my vibe even more, I called a good friend. And she and I had a nice long conversation. And it did. It increased my vibration so much. And so I felt even better. Usually what I do before I get on a podcast with you is I listen to some really high vibe music and it just puts me in the best mood. But you know, we're all human and getting that little bit of news of what was a ridiculous copay on a medication was just like, seriously? No, I don't think so. Um, but it is what it is, right? And we can attach whatever we want to it. Um, and oddly enough, the card I drew today was also, there's no such thing as a mistake. Everything happens in divine order. I'm guided to learn and grow. And it is. It's true. It's no good a bad choice it's really the the emotion or the thought that we attach to it so i really felt so much better after the walk being out in nature just talking to my friend and just having the sun on my face moving my body because in neuroscience there's a term about mood follows action and it really does help because there's something about and the way i liken it is 
that if you're just sitting on your couch, right, and you're ruminating over something, and you're ruminating, you're ruminating, if you're just sitting there and you don't do anything differently, it's really hard to get into a different mindset. It's hard to break the pattern, as it were. So mood follows action basically is the fact that you getting up and doing something differently is prompting your brain to do something differently. So again, it's simply, if you're noticing you're in a negative thought spiral, kind of like I was, I started like ruminating about the big price tag. Or if you're smack dab in the middle of beating yourself up about something, you know, the fastest way to turn off the negative thinking or overthinking is to use that method of mood follows action. And, you know, we're not trying to reframe or think about it differently because as Jim Quick says, what you resist persists. But instead, what we want to do is we're going to place ourselves into action, kind of like I did when I went outside to walk with Jazz, because those negative thoughts are creating anxiety. And if if they are for you, they were for me because I started thinking, oh, where am I going to come up with that money? You know, those kinds of things. So if those thoughts for you, as they were for me, were tuning your FM radio dial down, i.e. your frequency, your vibration, because a vibration, a lot of vibrations together create a frequency. And if it's tuning your FM radio dial down, and you start thinking, oh, well, this is a good time to journal. Well, you'd be right, but that's a great second step. The first step is creating an environment that's going to allow us to have more positive emotions naturally and where we can get the chemistry out of the way by placing ourselves into a state of motion that will change the way we're perceiving the negative thoughts. Because remember, nothing is good or bad. Kind of like I was saying about the card that I drew, which was just so mind-blowing. Thinking and associations to the patterns allow us to feel that negativity. So we need to get into a new action in a new environment to express those thoughts and feelings differently. And I'll give you an example, another one, so to speak. Again, back on the couch. I'm realizing I'm going down that rabbit hole. I'm sorry, not a different one. Back to the same one, actually. Um, about something I'd said or did or someone else said you know how that goes and I literally will say to myself mood follows action because that takes my brain out of the default mode network the DMN and into the central executive network the CEN so the DMN again, default mode network, or better known as the me network, 
because that's our internal mental state processes. It's activated during, you know, the resting state and it's responsible for social and emotional processing. You know, all that worry and rumination I was talking about before, that falls under our me network of the brain. Also falling under that, imaginative thoughts, past, present, and future. So if we want to switch into the region of our brains responsible for tasks, decision-making, and problem-solving, you know, the external mind, we need to physically do something. So we want to be intentional and create an environment that allows for us to have positive emotions naturally. That's why we need to take ourselves from that place, i.e. ruminating on the couch, to somewhere that we can take action that have mood-enhancing, naturally elevating elements to it, following it. So what did I do with Jazzy? When I got that bad news and I started sitting there ruminating, like, how am I going to pay for this? Oh, you hear the spiral, right? Spiritually speaking, the ideal place is to always head outdoors if we're able. It's not the only way to spiritually, I shouldn't say that. Spiritually speaking, an ideal place would be to head outdoors. Even if it's for a quick five or ten minute walk. Because filling our lungs with the fresh air, the sunshine, the wind in our hair, feeling the grass on our feet or sitting down in it if we can, it's very restorative. But if that's not an option because of the weather, the season, the time of day, or you're at the office, it's okay. You can do something different. We can DSD our way through it. Because if you're at the office, great, don't worry about it. You know what you can do? Get up. Get up out of your chair. Mode follows action. Step one, get up out of your chair. Stretch. Uh, get your thermoflask. Big cut. Go to the water tank. Fill your thermoflask. Hydrate. You've already moved yourself, moved your brain from the DMN, right? Your default mode network into your CEN, your central executive network. Okay, now if you're at home and the weather's, you know, you can't go outside, you've got the kids, they're napping, you can't leave. Okay, great, no problem. Guess what? You can get up too. Put your headphones on, crank up your favorite song. Step two, dance it out for five minutes. Moving your body is going to change how you feel by moving you out of your DMN, changing your state. And by doing something for yourself, you'll have changed the environment for the better too. Okay? Now, I just went on a huge tangent here, but all of this is still raising our vibration. And I just get so super excited about anything that helps us to raise 
that energy, because they say energy is like this sneaky little vibration that can move super fast. And even though it's totally neutral, it's like it can feel our emotions and actions. And then we end up feeling its response too. It's a never ending cycle. And if we want to live a super awesome life of purpose, joy, and fulfillment, first got to believe it's possible. The universe is totally has our back and wants us to be happy, but it's up to us to choose that path. We're on this planet to live our best lives, but we got to put in the work to make it happen. That means raising our vibes and feeling all the love and positivity we can muster. Because once we do that, the universe will start throwing all kinds of amazing experiences our way. And we'll be living the dream life we always wanted. And raising our vibration is a way to increase our overall sense of well-being and positivity. So, in our first part of our two-part series, here is the first four ways to raise our vibe. You ready? Um, I'm super excited about it, but here's the first one. And you already know it cold. You've heard it left, right, up, down. You've heard it from me. You've heard it from everyone. But it really is true. And that was my little reminder going off. <laughs> Sorry about that, but I do love it. So on my phone, just to let you in on this, I have affirmation reminders that go off throughout the day. And what they do for me is they basically, it kind of keeps me on track during my day for the time to let me know. But I also wrote myself my own affirmations because our brains, to have affirmations work, we have to be able to believe them. And if you're struggling with your weight or finances, you can't put in something like, I, I look like a supermodel. I struggle with that one. Or, you know, I have a billion dollars in the, you know, if your brain's not going to believe it right away, then you can't have that kind of a mantra or affirmation. So I wrote out my own that go off throughout the day. And when I see them pop up, I smile. And I forgot to turn that one off before I started recording. But you know what? The universe doesn't make any mistakes. So if you heard that and that resonates for you, add it into your iPhone or your, your Android and set off some alarms that are going to make you happy and track your day. Um, so anyway, this first one, and actually ties in really beautifully because my affirmations help me practice gratitude. You've heard it, like I said, over and over, but we simply need to recognize our abundance state of mind. Forget the number in a bank account, the certificates on a wall, the followers or likes for social media. Let's instead focus on the things in our lives that are reliable metrics. 
the ones that don't have us running the risk of not feeling good enough. The real abundance in life are the people, blessings, places, and gifts that fill our souls. And little Jazzy, I'm sure everybody has those blessings in their lives in some form or another. And it's late, and I haven't had any coffee today, so if I stumble over my words, I'm apologizing now. Again, these are the real riches we have. And when we give daily gratitude and recognition for any of these riches, it can help shift our energy from negative to positive. So my question would be, have you ever written a gratitude list? I'm sure many of you listening have. How have you felt after you've written that list? Did you just write it and then walk away and go, cool, did it, like, check, done, move on? Or did you really, as you were writing it, it made your heart swell? And the more you wrote, the better you felt. It gave your life more meaning. Because I noticed for myself that the more and more I wrote and the more specific I got about what I was writing, the more abundant I felt. And I know we hear that everywhere, but it's always incredible to me that I never realized that it really, you have so much more than you think. And sometimes just simply writing those types of things out and not just I'm grateful for my family, for my children, but when I'm specific about the reasons I'm so appreciative for them or how they make me feel and smile and the little things that they do or whatever it may be. It makes my heart grow and feel also encompassing. And even when you talk about something as simple as I'm so grateful for the bed that I get to sleep in, but you start to list it out in detail of why you're thankful for that bed. It's so soft. It's big enough to accommodate me and the pillow, you know, I mean, even if it's something silly, but the more detail you go into, you realize like, wow. So that's being said, that being said, I noticed the more specific I could get, the more I wrote, and I'm not asking you to write pages and pages and pages, but when I started writing at all, I always noticed my vibration rising. So it's an easy, easy exercise to do. And I gently encourage you to do that, whether it's in the morning 
or in the evening before you go to bed. And there's studies that have shown that if you do that before you go to sleep, you'll notice a shift in your dreams. That just by experiment's sake, try doing gratitude lists before you go to sleep. Do it for at least a few days, three, four, five days, and see what happens to your sleep, if nothing else. And I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about your gratitude lists. I'd love to hear about what happens with your sleep. Okay, our next raise your vibe technique. It's our most basic and this technique's been around for centuries and we definitely need it. It's our breath. Breath techniques have been around, as I said, for centuries. They're known to be so helpful in promoting health and wellness. They can help calm us down. Our breath helps make us feel less stressed. And it does help us even raise our vibration. That's right, because breathing can help us connect with our inner selves and reach new heights of joy and fulfillment. We focus on continuous, rhythmic breathing to help release any emotional blockages and feel more positive emotions like joy and gratitude. It involves different breathing exercises that can help regulate our breathing and give us more oxygen because this can boost our energy, improve our thinking, and even reduce feelings of fatigue. Now, there's breathing exercises that are, of course, you know, the big part of yoga, like kundalini yoga, because in kundalini, controlling your breath is seen as levels of spiritual growth. Breathing is an essential part of life, and using breath techniques can be a game changer for your health and your happiness. By practicing intentional breathing regularly, we can raise our vibration and experience more joy and peace in our lives. Okay, so right now, if you're looking for a breathing technique that's easy, easy peasy to start with, and one that won't tax the body, the four, seven, eight technique can be a great option. <laughs> the first time I heard about the 478 technique, it was, I believe, in one of my courses. And how I heard it, and I don't want to misconceptualize this, but I, I heard it that an astronaut had been promoting it because with circadian rhythms, and this was a technique that he used to help him regulate so they would sleep better. And whether this was in space or not, maybe I don't remember properly, but that's how I remember hearing it. And the one thing I do know is once I heard that, I started to use the 478 breathing technique at night and I did start sleeping better. Now, what I've learned is it's a great tool for reducing stress and anxiety 
and it brings a sense of calm to your mind. So even though it's not necessarily created to raise your vibration, it can still help you feel more peaceful and relaxed, which is always a good thing. And when we're calm and centered, our vibration naturally increases. So in that way, the 478 technique can still contribute to raising our vibe indirectly. And we all know that regularly practicing mindful breathing techniques better able to connect with the present moment. And that also does help us raise our vibration. So, you ready to do a little 478 breathing? Now, to practice this technique, what we need to do is sit comfortably, with your back straight, and what we do is we place the tip of our tongue against the roof of your mouth just behind your front teeth. Now, just to let you know, that's when you're breathing in. You have your tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth behind your front teeth, and you'd be breathing in through your nose with your mouth closed, and that's to the count of four. The seven is when you would hold your breath. The eight, of course, is when you're going to exhale. And when you exhale, you exhale completely through your mouth, but you make a whoosh sound. So you want to exhale forcefully. I mean, not crazy forcefully, but forcefully. Then you're going to close your mouth and inhale quietly through your nose to, to a mental count of four. Then you'll hold your breath for a count of seven. Finally, you're going to exhale completely through your mouth. But don't forget, you'll want to make that sound to a count of eight. This completes one breath cycle. So when you do this on your own, you'll want to repeat the cycle three more times for a total of four breath cycles. Okay, let's give it a go, eh? Quick side note, when you breathe in through your nose, on the count of four, for the count of four, you'll also want to be sure that you're breathing into your diaphragm. We don't need to make this a crazy big breath so that you end up being lightheaded, but if you place your hand below your sternum and can feel your belly start to expand, you're doing it right. Okay, put your tongue on the roof of your mouth, your closed mouth, behind your front teeth, and we're going to start breathing to that count of one, two, three, four, and we're holding four, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and we're whooshing three, four, five, six, seven, eight. How did that feel? This is such a great technique that can help calm the mind, reduce stress and anxiety. And like I told you before, can improve sleep quality. It's also gentle on the body, making it a good option for beginners or, you know, those with physical limitations. So, if, however, though, if you have any medical concerns, it's always a good idea to consult with your healthcare provider before starting any new breathing practices. 
Of course, if you're specifically interested in using breath work to raise your vibration, there are many different types of techniques you can explore, like pranayama, kundalini yoga, and holotropic breath work. These practices involve more advanced breathing techniques and are typically taught by experienced teachers, but they can be incredibly powerful tools for spiritual growth and transformation. Okay, now that we've talked about breathing, I've got to sneak meditation in here too. Meditation is an amazing tool for raising our vibration and improving our well-being, focusing our mind on specific objects or thoughts when we can cultivate inner stillness and clarity, which can lead to that greater sense of peace and joy and fulfillment. And the best thing about meditation is that it can help calm our mind and reduce stress and anxiety. And I know people are talking about meditation everywhere. Now, I've got ADD. I got ADHD, to be honest with you, but it's hard for me to sit still. It's hard for me to sit still and not have like a million thoughts running through my head. So I am not one of those people who have ascended to that where I could just be, you know, one of the monks that we read about are the Jay Shetty types who have been able to cultivate that practice of beautiful stillness that I aspire to. But what I've done is I practice guided meditations, walking meditations. I have crafted a practice that works for me. And what I have genuinely found out with my little crazy mind that goes a million miles a minute it seems sometimes is that the more i do it the better it works for me and then the days i don't do it i realize i feel differently and then i start to crave that time that i want to do it so i encourage you to try it and give it more than you know well i gave it a shot i did it didn't work because like anything once twice a few times it could be that you need to try another style of guided meditation or someone else's voice or the type of listening or the topic of guided meditation. I'm going to be releasing some guided meditations soon because I find it incredibly relaxing to actually record them as well. So if there's some subject you would like to hear, not that you have to listen to me, but it would really be helpful for me to know what someone would like to know or hear. But again, just the fact that you try them and try different approaches to them, I think would be really helpful. Because meditation not only helps us let go of negative thoughts and worries, but it helps us feel more relaxed and at ease, which in turn raises our vibe, proves our overall sense of well-being. And it does, and I can genuinely attest to this, helps us become more mindful and present in the moment. 
it's training our minds to focus on the present. And that helps us develop a greater sense of awareness and an appreciation for the world around us. That connection to ourselves and to the world contributes to a higher vibration. And did you know that meditation has other positive effects on our physical and mental health? It can actually lower blood pressure, reduce inflammation, and boost immune function, which um, even slows the aging process. Hello, what do you think I'm in for? No, I'm kidding. But it really does, because overall meditation is a powerful practice that can help us live our best lives. Now, that's the part that I am signing up for again and again and twice on Sundays. Because by making meditation a regular part of our daily routine, and that is definitely something I am striving for, we can cultivate that greater sense of peace and the joy and the fulfillment. So let's take a deep breath. Oh, yes, I did. Bad pun intended. And start meditating. And like I said, I struggle to be consistent with it. But every time I do meditate, my world is literally so much better. And I think we've talked about habits before. We can't do everything all at once. It's impossible. That's where we're setting ourselves up for failure. So dialing in the things that we want to start with and letting those become our muscle memory, because they say it takes about 67 days or so for something to become imprinted with the neuroplasticity that we're rewiring that program into our head, especially if we're replacing a bad habit with a good habit. And then by adding another new layer, think of it like an onion. We want to add that new habit and add another habit once we've already flexed and got that one ingrained for us. And there's Jazzy. She's been really spunky since we've taken that walk today. Um, which leads me right into number three, spending time in nature. Thank you, Jazzy, for the segue. Because being in nature, like we talked about earlier, really helps us feel grounded and connected to the world around us. It helps release stress and negative emotions. And you know what else is really awesome? When we raise our vibration, we are also helping to lift the frequency of the whole planet. Butterfly effect and domino effect. Hello. Because the more we become spiritually aware, the more we care about our planet and the more we can do to take care of it. You know, guess what? Spending time in nature is one of the easiest and most effective ways to raise our vibration and connect with the Earth's energy. Because nature is bursting with life and energy from the trees and the flowers to animals and the insects. Not that I'm a big insect person, but it's true. And when we immerse ourselves in all of the good stuff, we can't help but feel inspired and uplifted. And being in nature also helps us to disconnect from the craziness of everyday life and focus on the present moment. Because we get to let go of all the mental clutter and just be. You know, and plus, it's just a great way to connect with our inner selves. 
and reflect on the thoughts and emotions and goals and values and set the positive intentions we want for our futures. So if you're feeling down or stuck, why not do what I did earlier and go out and get some of that fresh air and sunshine or moonshine? And whether it's that quick stroll around the block or a weekend camping trip, hello, Dylan, make it a priority to connect with Mother Nature and soak up all the good vibrations she has to offer and become more spiritually aware and conscious of the earth which inspires us, like I said, to take better care of her. Because before I went and walked with Jazzy, and I stopped and I put my hand on a tree, feeling Gaia's energy, I was just like, yes. And in case you haven't heard of the term Gaia, it, it's a term that comes from the Greek mythology. <clears throat> proud Greek heritage here, first gen, generation Greek here, my mother's side. Gaia was the Greek goddess of the earth. Now, in recent times, environmentalists and ecologists have adopted the idea of Gaia as a complex, interconnected system that needs to be respected and protected, as she should be. Because the Gaia hypothesis for them is this really cool prospect that proposes everything on Earth from the smallest organisms to the largest ecosystems all work together in a self-regulating system. The biosphere, atmosphere, geology all function as one cohesive unit. And by understanding how everything is interconnected, we can better protect and care for our planet. So let's do our part in keeping Gaia healthy and happy. And spiritually speaking, Gaia sees the earth as a living, conscious being that we are all connected to. It's the earth having our own soul. And we're a part of that. Concept coming from various spiritual traditions that see the earth as sacred and divine as it is. And when we view Gaia in this way, we can connect with the earth on a deeper level and develop a greater sense of respect and reverence for our planet. We can see the beauty and magic in nature and understand that everything is interconnected. It's like we are all a part of this great cosmic dance. And the earth is the stage on which it all plays out. The concept of Gaia as a spiritual entity reminds us that we are not separate from nature, but a part of it. And when we recognize this and we can start to live in harmony with the earth, we can be more mindful of our actions and the impact they have on the planet. So in taking a moment to appreciate the wonder and magic of Gaia, let's connect with her on a spiritual level and do our part to protect her and care for our beautiful home and our beautiful planet. <sighs> okay, then caring for our home and seeing what our home can look like in the future brings us to our final way to raise our vibration this week, visualization. 
And if you didn't catch last week's podcast, make sure to listen to episode 10, The Visualizing Vector. We cover all things visualizing in last week's episode. I want to remind you, daydreaming can actually be a really positive thing. So let's reactivate our childhood activity into our current state. Because when we let our minds wander and imagine positive scenarios and outcomes, we can actually raise our vibrational frequency and attract positive experiences into our life. It's all thanks to the law of attraction, which basically says that positive thoughts and emotions can bring about positive things. But that's not all. Daydreaming can also be a great way to relax and relieve stress. When we imagine positive experiences, we can feel all kinds of good emotions like joy, happiness, contentment, all of which can make us feel better overall. And as we talked about last week, the more vivid our visualizations, the more effective they will be. Because of that, we want to engage as many of our senses as possible and feel into the sensations. It can also be the key to unlocking and developing our inner vision. It's true. When we let our mind wander and daydream, we're actually giving permission to our third eye to open. This is a space in our spiritual anatomy that connects us to amazing things like heaven and the angels and their spirit guides, and even in our own ability ability to manifest our dreams into reality. Now, some of us might have been told that daydreaming is bad or a waste of time, especially when we were younger, but that's not true. In fact, it's a real shame if we feel that way now. Daydreaming is actually a powerful tool that allows us to access our deepest state of consciousness and strengthen it. This means we can bring that clarity and inspiration into our daily lives. Now, of course, it's important to balance daydreaming with action towards our goals. Just thinking positive thoughts isn't enough. We need to take that action too. But by incorporating positive daydreaming into our daily routine, we can raise our vibration and attract all kinds of good things into our lives. So go ahead. Let your mind wander. Who knows what incredible things might come your way? We need to celebrate daydreaming and all the amazing possibilities that it can bring into our lives. Because you know what I always say, dream big, my friend. Always be dreaming. And to help those dreams a reality, let's recap our action steps this week to raise our vibration. First, Keep expressing gratitude for the blessings, people, and whatever else we can genuinely give thanks for. The more specific we can be about why we're thankful for that particular person, place, or situation, not only will we feel more abundant, but we'll feel our vibration raise even higher as we begin to focus on looking for the good in any situation and increasing our overall happiness. Second, our breath. Give the 478 breathwork method a try or any breathwork that you may already use and keep on doing it. And if you're meditating, go you. If you're meditating twice a week, 
shoot for three. Let's see what we can do. And third, the weather is getting warmer right now. Let's get out in nature. Even if it's for a short walk, go out, feel the sun on your face. Let me know how that makes you feel. There's neuroscience to back this up. One theory behind these benefits is that being in nature allows our brain to enter a state of restorative attention, which is a relaxed and focused state that just promotes restoration and recovery from mental fatigue. We all need a little bit of that, right? And finally, daydream. Practice daydreaming, unlocking and developing your inner vision. Remember, it's good to feel good. And daydreaming your big dreams feels good. Okay, my friend, you've got your marching orders. You know what to do next. And stay tuned to next week's part two of the next four ways to raise your vibration. Well, this was a long episode. I think this is probably the longest episode we've done so far. Next week's probably won't be as long, but it'll be just as impactful. And I really hope there was something in today's episode that resonated with you. And if there was, can you do me a huge favor? Would you mind sharing this episode with some of your friends? Maybe text the link to anyone that you think would find it valuable who needs to raise their vibration too. I mean, was there something specific that you can think of any one of your friends that you know that they need to hear? I mean, maybe somebody who's got their dial spun down really low on the FM dial that needs to get it raised up. So if so, and you think they'd find it valuable, I'd really appreciate you sending it to them because my mission is to grow this podcast by getting this out in front of as many people who would find it equally useful and actionable because we all need to dream ridiculously big and manifest a limitless life and live it. So thanks, friend. I genuinely appreciate you for listening and helping to grow our little community. And wherever you're listening, just click the share button and then send it over to your friends. Thanks so much for me to you and being a part of this community. I genuinely honor your vision and your being here. And as always, I'm sending an avalanche of light, love, and warm aloha to you. Until next week, remember, always be dreaming. Since I'm not a medical professional or scientist, I don't offer any professional health or medical advice. So if you're suffering from any medical or psychological conditions, I highly encourage you to seek help from qualified health professionals.